part of Acts, and we're on, believe it or not, part 8, season 3, and we're on chapter 14, and Paul and Barnabas were almost stoned. They go to the next place, and we're going to read about what happens. And the consistency for me is, doesn't matter what happens to them, they carry on preaching. And we see a constant testimony is stuff happens when they preach. Either they're getting beaten up or criticized or something's happening, and people are hearing and getting saved, and signs, wonders, and miracles are happening, and we'll see some weird stuff in this portion of Scripture as well. And so, yes, the thing about the preaching of the gospel, us testifying to friends, family, the circumstance or the opportunities we get through the circumstances of life, stuff happens. God is wanting to kind of anoint, God is wanting to put courage in us, God is wanting to enable us to get His Word out. And you know, as we're moving into a time where I feel we're going to constantly see greater outpouring of His Holy Spirit, and so He creates opportunity, not for us to sit in His presence and groove. Ah, oh, so groovy, Lord, you're so good, and you know, the vibe is great, and we can put on some cool Hillsong tunes and just enjoy no, we get anointed to go and to preach and to make a difference. Because one day is one day we stand in that place of the wedding feast and you just scan the audience at the table and you'll think, wow, I had the privilege of praying for that dude. You know, that guy I've kind of shared the love of God with. Man, that's the guy that shared Christ with me. That's what it's about, an eternity together. And you know the rest of the benefits that come with the anointing of the Spirit? That's cool. That's fine. I see a lot of the anointing of the Spirit stuff that happens is some, some of it is really tough. But let's read this part now. Paul and Barnabas at Lystra. Nothing up there but that. Where am I? That desk better look at me. <laughs> so here we go. You're reading in your Bible. If you haven't got a Bible, maybe just sit closer to the person next to you or take their Bible and say, thank you. Yeah, that's, that's my phone. You left your phone at home today, sister. So Acts chapter 14, verse 5. We're going to allow the Word of God to be the preach, which it should be always. When an attempt was made by both Gentiles and Jews in Iconium with their rulers to mistreat them and to stone them, how's that for a promise of what's going to happen to you when you preach the Word of God? To stone them. They learned of it and fled to Lystra and Derby, cities of Lyconia, and to the surrounding country, and they continued to preach the gospel. You see, there's the encouragement for us. It doesn't matter if you're misunderstood, if you're persecuted, if even in your own heart you kind of feel a bit fearful or whatever. Our responsibility until the Lord Jesus comes back is that phrase continue to preach the gospel. Yeah? Amen? Yes? No? Help me, Jesus. Give me strength. Anoint me, Lord. Yeah? That's it. Amen. Now, at Lystra, there was a man sitting who could not use his feet. He was crippled from birth and had never walked. So, obviously, people knew about him. 
He listened to Paul speaking. What was he hearing Paul speak? The gospel, Jesus Christ, the kingdom, the awesomeness of how Christ has forgiven us, how he came and he died on the cross. He heard this. And Paul looking intently at him, not just looking, he looked at him and he saw something different. Something. There was a spiritual moment there. There was a gift of the Spirit manifesting. And seeing that he had faith to be made well. And we know from Romans chapter 10 that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So I want to encourage you in your circumstances, don't stop hearing the Word of God. How do we do that? We read it, and we read it, and we read it, and we allow it to transform us, because that's what builds up faith. It's not just a switch. It's through the Word of God. And he said in a loud voice, stand upright on your feet, and he sprang up and began walking. This wasn't mild stuff, by the way stuff. This was dramatic. He sprang up. He hadn't walked since birth. A miracle. This is the awesomeness of our God. I want to be available for that. I want to trust God through being baptized in the Spirit, through allowing the Holy Spirit to work in and through my life, through keeping in step with Him. I want that gift of discernment, which is in 1 Corinthians 12, and I want gifts of knowledge, and I want gifts of healing, so that the gospel can come through into the circumstances I'm involved with, with power. We don't preach a dead message. It's not boring. This changes lives. And he began to walk. And when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices saying in Lyconian, the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. Barnabas they called Zeus and Paul Hermes because he was the chief speaker. And the priest of Zeus, remember I said some weird circumstances Imagine that. You get the opportunity of preaching somewhere and suddenly they call in you a God. And the priest Zeus, whose temple was at the entrance of the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates and wanted to offer sacrifice with the crowds. That is like way over the top. But you need to understand with Greek mythology and worship at that time, there were rumors that the gods had come down so there was this expectation. It's interesting. Even the pseudo, even the fake is expecting a visitation from their God. Because the enemy is not creative and he cannot do anything creative. He has to copy. And so they were fully expecting that Zeus and Hermes would make some kind of appearance. And here it was. Amazing how they kind of just try and fit into their belief system what had gone on. But Paul had other ideas. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of it, they tore their garments and rushed out into the crowd crying out, men, why are you doing these things? We are also men of like nature with you and we bring you good news. I love Paul's attitude. Even in that moment, look, some of us would say, look, don't give us that. Just let's take up an offering. You know, bring your gold and the rest. No, 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 no. Paul was single-minded about every opportunity he got given, including when he stood before kings. It was to witness. And he said, boy, have I got good news. 
that you should turn from these vain things, these idols, to a living God. He's not an idol who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. In other words, he is basically trying to explain, I'm a messenger sent by the true God. I'm not God. Yes, I'm made in his likeness and I can be called the son of God. But you need to understand my message is not about me. I'm not pointing to me. It's not about my fame. I didn't do the miracle. Even Peter and John, the miracle that you saw happen to the man at the gate, beautiful, it was God did something. You know, here's the deal. We are obsessed with trying to make euros out of people. And God just recently has judged this attitude in the church of rock star preachers. We get given the ability to operate in God's power and His glory is seen. Don't own it. You are not the miracle worker. Jesus is. You get given the opportunity of preaching a sermon and thousands are saved, like with Peter, point to Jesus. Keep pointing to Jesus. Earlier on in the, in, in the book of Acts, we saw Herod get up and he gave this great speech and they said, it's like a God is speaking to us. And he never gave glory to God and he was struck down dead. Seems like he had a heart attack and then graphically worms consumed him. Everybody stood around there watching worms eat this dude. So you need to understand that God's glory belongs to no one. And where we own it, you're basically putting a ceiling over your head and you're gonna have to be dealt with. And for goodness sakes, let us not make years of people. I always hear this, well, before I do it, I've gotta go and speak to a prophet. That's Old Testament. God speaks to every single one of us. Do not elevate men. Leadership is a function, not a position like a guru on a hill some kind of euro. So we get given an opportunity to do miracles, to preach the gospel, to do amazing things. And you know what? When the people start to want to sacrifice stuff to us, we say, no, this is God. And you know, when you give glory to God, it gives you another opportunity. Don't give glory to him and eventually those opportunities are going to dry up. And then in verse 16, in past generations, he allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways. Yet he did not leave himself without witness. Even when we were rebellious, for he did good by giving you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with food and gladness. Even with these words, they scarcely restrained the people from offering sacrifice to them. Now we have the change. There needs to be a bit of dramatic music. What did they say? with the children's ministry thing, a rumble. What's that? Oh, a drum roll. Just my ears are shot, Brooke. Too much rock and roll. Okay, let's do a drum roll. Good, you can stop now. But the Jews from Antioch and Iconium, and having persuaded the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing he was dead. <laughs> Do you want his job? Do you want the job of sharing the gospel? You preach the gospel, a man is healed, dramatically healed. Beauty was born lame. Next moment, they want to sacrifice to you. Yes, you know, it's like fame. Maybe they'll make a statue, Marcus the hero, who looks like Zeus. And then the next moment, they stone you and you're almost dead. 
That job description is one that I don't think many of us would take. But I tell you, whatever it takes for the sake of this gospel, I want to do it, Lord. I want to do it. But when the disciples gathered around him, he rose up. So in other words, it was a miracle. And he was stoned, left to be dead. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. But here's the deal, he rose up. But what does he do? I would have got on my motorbike and left that city. But he enters the city. And the next day he went on with Barnabas to Derby. In other words, we carry on with what God has called us to do. Because you know what? Because tomorrow, in my obedience to serving God and His will and His purpose and the mission to what I've been called to, there's a fresh anointing. Tomorrow, there's a, another opportunity. There's grace. You know why? Because I've given glory to God. I haven't tried to own it. And so all He does is He opens another door and we continue to see ministry. It's amazing how in this passage of here, we just see so many of those elements of Jesus saying, I will build my church. I will build my church through those that are gonna continue to have a revelation of how great I am and who I am. He's the Christ, the son of the living God. And if we have that right heart attitude, we're gonna find these opportunities for us. Interesting, out of Lystra, because they return, and we will read about it next week, out of Lystra they appoint elders and a church is planted. So preach the gospel, miraculous healing of a man, uh, they mistake you for a God, you're almost stoned to the point of death, you get up, and then when you come back, I wouldn't even go back to Lystra, I'd be looking for those priests, sneaky bunch of whoever they are. But they appoint elders, so there was a group, there were disciples, a church is planted. You know what? Lives were changed for eternity because Paul was willing to be subjected to those circumstances. And a young man named Timothy, who was part of that church, becomes Paul's spiritual son and apostolic partner. And he eventually pastors the church in Ephesus. Isn't that awesome, the way God works? God works all things for the good of those who love him. Just on the surface value, you would look at all of that and say, disaster. But in that, the kingdom has come and his will has been done. So I want to encourage us, again, like last week, is there are these amazing adventures that are waiting for us. And that this gospel is a gospel of grace. It's a gospel of God coming down as much as they expected Zeus and Hermes to come. God did come down. And he sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross. This message we have is not a, a harsh message. It's not a, like an irrelevant one. This world desperately needs the grace and the love of Jesus to understand that they have forgiveness of sin. And then God has reserved healing miracles, signs and wonders for those that are going to obey him and walk this great commission out. And I do believe if we continue to give him glory, we create opportunities for us to kind of go further. And so I want to encourage us to be faithful. doesn't matter what the circumstances. doesn't matter how many times we've been criticized and people have kind of said, oh, you know, I'm tired of your attitude or I'm tired of you. Stop preaching to me. Let's continue to be obedient to the Father and look for opportunities because that is why we are still here, to preach this gospel of the kingdom to every single ethnic group, and then the Lord Jesus comes back.